0: hi and welcome to the south central pa mom fireflies and whoopie pie podcast where we discuss motherhood local events and everything in between right here in south central pa so sit back grab a coffee a while and settle in for the show Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. This week, we have Krista Reniger with Helping Harvest Fresh Food Bank with us to talk about how you can help people fight hunger in the South Central PA area. Krista, thanks for coming this week.
1: Thanks, Cassandra. Really happy to be here. So can you tell me a little bit about Helping Harvest? Sure. Um, So we are the food bank for Berks and Schuylkill counties. Uh, Those are the counties we serve. We're part of the Feeding America network of food banks across the country. Uh, We've been around for 40 years uh, serving the community. Um, The need right now has never been higher. Um, We really experienced a surge during the pandemic, um, which, you know, went back down a little bit, but it's really remarkable um, the amount of need we're seeing in the community. So we serve um, over 350 different partner agencies. Um, And and I can explain a little bit about how a food bank works uh, for people not familiar. People see a lot of food pantries out out in the neighborhood, maybe a neighborhood church or community center, and we're sort of the centralized organization that serves uh, a lot of those um, smaller food pantries.
0: Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, we have one of those at the at a church right at the street from me, and I I honestly had no idea that that was something that was stocked by a food bank. I thought it was just people kind of. <laughs> went and gave food to it.
1: Right. And that's kind of how, you know, food banking started um, with a a lot of, in the faith communities, um, it was, you know, people saw a need in their own communities and started smaller pantries. And around 30, 40 years ago, a lot of food banks started springing up because there was a need to do it more efficiently. Um, And some pantries out there that you see might just be their own pantry getting local donations, but many of them, most of them are served by a food bank. Um, and what that does is allow, the, you know, of greater efficiency in how food is is funneled to them. Um, we get food from a lot of different sources. Um, so, you know, a big part of us is uh, the Emergency Food Assistance Program, TFAP. It's a federal government program that started back in the early 80s to meet the, you know, the food needs in the community. So. We um, are we have the charter to serve that in Berks County, and we receive food through that. But that's just one avenue. Um, the USDA has other programs, uh, the Department of Agriculture, that serve specifically seniors. Um, there's food through Pennsylvania that allows us to purchase food from local farmers, um, so that food doesn't go to waste. In addition, we get you know food drives that you might have at your child's school. those items come to us. And uh, retail donations are another big thing. So we go out every week to all your local grocery stores, your big box stores, and collect from them things that are still absolutely safe to serve and and, um, ready to go out, but for whatever reason might be slightly damaged, or it might be just near the expiration. Um, And in that way, food banks serve as the biggest food rescue organization in any county, um, because they're gathering of that food and you know, it would be tossed by the retail people, but it doesn't need to go in the landfill. It's perfectly safe to eat. Um, in addition, we we purchase more food than we ever have before because again, the need between all those other sources, there's a gap between what the needs are in the community and what those other sources are able to serve. So we're purchasing more food than ever, um, but we're able to purchase it at huge discounts because we're getting tractor trailer food trailers full. Um your wholesalers are selling it to us at a very good deal because they know what's going out to the community. So in that way our purchasing dollars can go a lot farther.
0: Now I know that we are we're recording this and it's just after the holiday season's kind uh-huh. of ending. And the holidays are usually like a really big time of year when everyone wants to go and start volunteering and donating. And and that's on their mind, which is right. great, right? Um, because of course, people who are dealing with food insecurity or poverty still deserve to have a nice holiday season, but the need doesn't stop. Absolutely. And the holidays are over. So what is it like the rest of the year for you?
1: That's a great question. And we are we're busy all year long. So um, yes, the holidays are something where we we try to do a little extra. Um, This year, we gave out over 6000 turkeys and uh, holiday boxes to go along with those turkeys. So people had all the fixings to to make a full meal at home. Um, But the rest of the year, there is not a month that we're not busy. Um, Things shift through the year on what we're What we're collecting and giving out with the seasons. So um, in the summer, we are stock full of fresh produce coming off of of the farms and giving that out. We have a great uh, partnership with a potato farmer who harvests potatoes for us. So we're giving those out all summer long. Um, We've made adjustments to, we have a a 50,000 foot warehouse that has multiple freezers and refrigerators. We did a big capital project a few years ago to add freezer and refrigeration space that's actually able to switch from a freezer to a refrigerator. Um, And that's great because in the summertime we were so bursting with produce that sometimes we had to turn it away. You know, we'd have a farmer going, I have all this excess, I can't sell it. Um, Can I bring it in? And sometimes we were too full. So now we don't have that problem. And that allows us to switch in the holiday times where we're gathering up those frozen turkeys and frozen hams for the holidays, we can switch into a freezer. Um, so yeah, all year long, we are busy. We have volunteers in our warehouse who help us pack um, up holiday boxes, emergency boxes, senior boxes, produce bags. And they're in here. Uh, we run two shifts a day, Monday through Friday. Um, and our volunteers, we have enough volunteers that are the equivalent of nine full-time staff hours. So that's how many hours of time our volunteers give to us. We could absolutely not do what we do without all that time they give.
0: Now, is there for people who are listening and they're thinking, oh, well, you know, what, what can I do to volunteer? Mm -hmm. What are the kind of needs that you have for volunteers?
1: That's a great question. So we, we have all sorts of things. Um, the biggest again is in the warehouse. Uh, we run a morning and an afternoon shift. We occasionally have some Saturdays. Uh, they're they're a little bit rarer. People can go to our website, helpingharvest.org, and click on the volunteer apple and and you know sign up to learn all of our offerings. But what it involves usually in our warehouse is just your repacking um, food to go out. So uh, you know, we receive donations of all sorts of types of food, and we package them together so that it's easy for a food pantry to hand out. So they might be packing bags of produce together that are going to be handed out at one of our mobile markets, which is a a drive-through distribution, or they might be handed out to a church pantry. Um, They might be packing uh, what we call them emergency boxes. That's a box of shelf-stable food that goes out. Um, so, you know, someone who has an emergent need can get that box of shelf-stable food. Um, we also need volunteers all the time at our mobile markets, which again, are our drive-up distributions throughout Berks and Schuylkill. We run 23 of those every month. Um, and for that they 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 started they kind of exploded during the pandemic um, because we're we've moved to more no contact or low contact um, but they remain really popular so we come to a location we have a truck full of food we have volunteers set them up on folding tables and people drive up and we load everything in the trunk and you know usually. At, a distribution like that, you might be getting 40 to 50 pounds of food for a household. Um, it takes a lot of volunteers to get that done efficiently. So that's that's a great thing. Um, we have a lot of recent retirees who, who start um, volunteering with us and just love it. Um, we also do have some needs for in the office, um, people to make refer- help us with referral calls, um, tell people where they can find food, um, people to help us with paperwork, because there's a lot of paperwork involved in, in giving out the food. Um, to volunteer in the warehouse, we do, uh, to be there alone, a, a kid, a student would need to be over 16, they can come in with a parent if they're over 12. So just so I know, sometimes um, people are looking for things with their younger kids. And um, the warehouse, we're running equipment. You know, we have uh, reach trucks and pallet jacks and those sort of things. So we do need the kids to be a little older, but it's a great um, way to get them seeing what it is to give back to their community. So we're always happy to have um, parents in as well with their ch- with their kids.
0: Yeah, that that's definitely something that I know I grew up. Um, with my mother doing. And, and I, I agree. I think it's really important for people who do have a more, you know, privileged um, and by privilege. I don't mean necessarily wealthy, but you know, if you're not, if you're not worrying about food insecurity or hunger, then I mean that by itself, you're, you're in a better position than a lot of other people are.
1: Absolutely. And if you
0: can help those people, then you should because that's just one of those basic human human things that we should be doing is helping the other members in our community who are in need.
1: And I think anyone's situation can change at any time. So there may be times in your life when you're able to give back and there may be times when you need help. And that's why we're here. Um, There's no, there's no judgment. There's no, you you know, everyone can need a helping hand at some point in their life. And that's why we're here.
0: And especially with this economy right now, the way that that things are, you know, we've seen in recent years that the middle class is essentially gone. And there's so many people in this country who are just a paycheck away from, you know, well, now I can't feed my kids. Now I might end up being evicted from my house.
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah. All it all takes as a as a job loss or an injury. Um, and to temporary change, you know, change your your economic situation. And you know, if it's if it's a couple months that that you could use this help, that's you know fine. That again, that's why we're here. If it's longer term, um, we have a lot of seniors who, again, with the, just the rates of inflation, um, what that's done to their housing costs, their their food budget, we've all seen how expensive it is to feed our families when we go to the grocery store. And, you know, for some that, that it just makes that line um, that much more challenging. Oh,
0: absolutely. Like it was a, a running joke all year, you know, the price of eggs. Yes. But <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> they, you know, they have gotten, and, and everything has gotten so much more expensive. And so for someone who, you know, I can definitely see for a senior, you know, you're on a fixed income. Uh, you know, and now the price of food is suddenly skyrocketed. What are you going, what are you going to do?
1: Right, right. And that's, you know, that's where we have different programs that are available. We have a senior box program that's administered by the state of Pennsylvania, where um, someone 60 and over who's Uh, Income qualified can get a box of shelf stable food uh, once a month. They get to you know they pick it up somewhere near them. They also get um, some dairy products, and we add in you know extra produce whenever we can. Um, So that's something that you know a lot of people really rely on. It's a it's a very popular program. There's actually a waiting list for it. We're constantly trying to expand our numbers, but we do over two thousand of those, uh, senior boxes every month in Berks and Schuylkill County.
0: I, you know, I, I don't know what people typically think of when they think of people who use, um, a food bank, but what are the kinds of people that, that rely on your programs? You know, like who are the members of our communities that,
1: that are being served? So absolutely anyone you, you could think of. So, you know, we're dealing with everyone from, People living in chronic poverty for for whatever reasons, um, again, seniors who have just seen that their fixed on income not go as far. Uh, we have you know people who just recently experienced a job loss or an injury, um, and families. You know, it's it's a lot of families that they just you know they're just not making enough to make ends meet. Um, for the, the emergency food assistance program, um, you need to be under 185% of the poverty line. If you look up those charts, it's not it's not a lot. Um, so like a family of four, I believe it's just under $55,000 a year, um, that qualifies you for food assistance. Um, and again, like your point, what we think of as middle-class, um, it's it's challenging even with two incomes or three incomes in a home, depending on, you know, how many families are, are changing. So how many children do you have? Do you have an aunt or uncle or cousin temporarily living with you? Um, that it, like, we see everything. Um, and that's, you know, I think that's the hard part about it. Anyone at any time could find themselves needing this assistance. And what
0: are, you know, I don't know how many people have seen these like viral posts that go around on Facebook every now and then. And it talks about, you know, Oh, these are the things that, that people, you know, like feminine products, you know, those never Mm -hmm. get donated and you know, so on. What are, what are the
1: things that um, are more needed? So we probably, because we're the food bank, you know, our number one thing is, is is the food. I will say like a lot of our pantries give out extras and we will We will take those kind of extra, you know, feminine products or shampoo and things, but um, sometimes that's even better just to give to your your local pantry up the street. Um, What the food we're looking for is really those shelf-stable items that are so expensive now, but yet everyone needs. So your peanut butter, your pasta, your rice, cereals, and then all variety of canned goods. So soups, fruits, veggies... Um, you know, that's our bread and, and butter and what we're looking for. We try to avoid things in glass just because it gets challenging not to break the glass between um trucking it all around the county. Um and but you know, again, we'll happily take anything. Uh we we also get from our retail donors, we do get a lot of snack food. Everyone, you know, again, we try to pass out as much nutritious, healthy food as we can, but everyone needs a treat now and then. Um But we do get, we get a lot of that through retail. So when someone's hosting a drive, you know, I definitely encourage them to go for those, those staples of of your pantry is exactly what we're looking for. So when you're going through your pasta and your cereal and your rice, um, that's what we need. Are there any items
0: that, you know, I don't want to say like you get too much of, (laughs) yeah, yeah. Like the things that you know. Okay, we have a ton of you know box stuffing, but we really could use more canned vegetables. Yeah, and
1: that that we really just don't. I I I wouldn't say there's anything we get too too much of. Um, You know, we don't necessarily love getting a lot of sugary drinks. You know, your sodas and your added sugar. That's something. You know, we just we don't have a lot of love for, but of course we'll happily take it and give it out. Cause again, everyone needs a treat sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, there's nothing, you know, sometimes we're a little off. Yeah, you're right. Like we have all the stuffing, but we're, we're missing the gravy or, <laughs> um, and that's where we fill in those holes with, with purchasing or, um, asking for our retail partners. Hey, can we buy this at cost for you from you?
0: And what, so when, when people are thinking about, you know, food banks and hunger, you know, what, what does that, what is food insecurity in 2023? What does that look like when we say, you know, someone needs to use a food bank? Cause right. I think that when they think typically well, hunger problems with hunger in America, they're thinking, you know, someone who's You know, got two kids and they haven't eaten in three days, but that's not really.
1: No, I mean, really, what's like what food insecurity is 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 not knowing for sure where your next meal is coming from. Maybe not having to skip some meals. Maybe especially for parents, a lot of times parents will skip so that their kids can eat. So it's really just you know not being sure that you have enough to stretch that that food insecurity isn't, you know, starvation, it's, um, I'm not able to buy enough of the nutritious food that I want and need to feed my family, um, or not being sure that you're you're going to be able to do that. So in, in the state of Pennsylvania, one in 11 people um, face hunger, uh, one in, among children, it's one in eight. So um, it's just like poverty, it's it's children experience food insecurity at a higher rate. Um, in the state of Pennsylvania, 14.6% of people participate in SNAP, otherwise known as food stamps. Um, so they get that assistance to help them purchase uh, food on their own. And that's something else food banks help with. Um, our food bank does, and, and a lot of them do, we uh, help people with the registration process for SNAP. It's kind of a lot and they 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 don't make it easy um and we have a bilingual coordinator who can walk people through it over the phone um, and help them get that application done we're not we're not the service that decides whether or not you're eligible but we can help you um do that process and apply for that and again that's something like food, food banks would love to see more of that we'd love to see um people uh having access to SNAP so they can go out and purchase the food that they want. That's important to them. That's culturally appropriate for them that they need to fill the, the holes in their budget.
0: And I think that's actually a really good point that doesn't get, um, perhaps thought of very much, you mm-hmm. know, is the idea of cultural, um, what you know, like when we think of on holidays, you know, ever oh, well, I have my traditions and I have this and I have that, or when you're sick and you have chicken noodle soup and how it, it like food does so much more than just literally okay, well, I need it to exist, like it can, it nourishes you in more ways than that. Mm-hmm. And being able to help someone who, you know, perhaps is a refugee or an immigrant or, you know, has some kind of other cultural background get that extra satisfaction is yep. really a, a, an, an important added layer.
1: Right. Absolutely. And we, and, you know, especially with, with produce and our, our retail do- donations, sometimes we get an abundance of a food that maybe you're not familiar with. Um, and we do try to to educate with that. We try to send out recipes, you know, we get jicama and like you may have never cooked jicama or know what jicama is or we were doing that with some of our variety of squashes. And I was, you know, I was the same way, like, I've never tried to cook spaghetti squash because I was intimidated by it when I ran into it in the grocery store. So, you know, we had a bunch of that and we will send a recipe card out with it. Like, what do I do with this item? Um, So some of it's that education that you might want to try something that you haven't tried before. Um, But we definitely, you know, we try to, get culturally appropriate food. And now at every food bank we serve, you know, we have the diversity that is America um, are the neighbors who are coming coming for food. So um, it's not, you're not necessarily just targeting for one thing. You're, you're, you're trying to offer a variety and a choice so people can choose for themselves. You know, this is something I'm going to use in my kitchen. This is what I would put in my pantry if I were going to the grocery store. Great, because... You know,
0: we we want to when we're helping people give them that you know little bit of integrity too. Yeah, absolutely. Where they have a choice and they can be happy about what they're getting and not feel like, well, I just have to get whatever cast offs are
1: <laughs> exactly. given to me. Exactly. And you know, a lot of our pantries are um, choice pantries. Uh, it's kind of like a, a industry term in the food bank, but. Um, Where people are able to basically grocery shop, you know, uh, maybe a a church sets up their their social hall once a month um, and there are shelves and clients can come in and and pick out this and that. Um, With the pandemic, a lot of that kind of went away. Outside distributions became more popular and then it's a little it's trickier to do choice it's more of like do you want this or you can say no like if you're not going to eat this you you can say no i don't want it um i don't eat pork don't give me pork um so that's definitely something you know we encourage uh for for the neighbors to be able to to choose you know to just walk through and maybe we have a rack of canned vegetables but you know you you know your kids aren't going to touch those peas um but they might take the carrots you know so that, that sort of thing. Um, and that's definitely what we strive for.
0: Now, how, well, before we get into this, can you Mm -hmm. describe what a food desert is?
1: Um, I would, I would have to double check the actual terminology, but it's, it's living, um, a certain distance where you don't have access to a, what a normal grocery store looks like. So you, maybe you have the corner store, but it's not offering a full variety of, of meat of, you know, choices. Like it's not a full service grocery store. Um, it's not even a big box store like Walmart or Target that offers groceries um, that you would have to travel uh, a distance to that and in, in an urban environment. It's, you know, how it's a further walk that there's not easy transportation um to get to that and we you know we do have those uh throughout south Eastern pennsylvania in the rural areas once you get into some of the rural counties um people can have to really track to get to, to grocery stores a lot of grocery stores have gone out of business so more of your dollar stores are serving as your main uh source for groceries that's yeah that's what i was about to say <laughs>
0: how, how bad of an issue is our food deserts in the area uh-huh. you know make sure people understand what they are. So yeah, it's definitely,
1: a, it's definitely a concern and definitely, you know, more up in Schuylkill County, we see that where a lot of people's main source for um, groceries are, are your family dollar, dollar general, that kind of um, place. And, you know, I think those chains have also strived to offer more you know, to, to have bananas and have um, dairy products, but it definitely, it's not, The same as a a full service grocery store, like your small grocery chains or your just, you know, mom and pop grocery stores. A lot of those have gone out of business.
0: Right. And so that that would be another instance where someone would be served with the food bank.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, They might be finding um, some more variety by, you know coming, coming to the food bank distribution once a month or getting some of the things that they, they don't find, um, in those places where they're able to, to get other groceries.
0: Now, you know, so with it, if someone is wanting to get involved mm-hmm. and
1: to help out, what would be the way that they could do that? So I would, uh, you know, advise them to come to our website, helpingharvest.org. Um, you know, tour through the, the site, find out a little bit more about what we do, what programs we offer. And I do think volunteering is a great way to get started and to see what we do firsthand. Um, we have a great volunteer program and the feedback from our volunteers are just, you know, it, what they do is so impactful. Um, and you know they feel it too. It's it's very satisfying to know that you're helping your neighbors in need. Um, so that's that's a great way. Of course, we always 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 need donations of food, of of monetary donations. Um, so that's that's a great way to get feedback. I'd go on our Facebook page as well. There's a link to that from our uh, website just to see what we've been up to because we always have things going on. We have volunteer groups of all types, um, you know, so if you're, you know, if you're working and your company has never done that sort of thing, or they do community service products, but but you're like, I don't think we've ever gone to a food bank, reach out. We have company groups in all the time. Um, we have all sorts of clubs from schools, you know, we, we often will get a basketball team out here, or the student council. Um, so we love, again, we love to have the young people in um, they're, they've got a lot of energy and again, it's great for them to see what we do. So that's where I would get started.
0: And for people who want to make food donations, what would be the easiest way for them to do that?
1: Absolutely. So um, again, our, our locations on our website, we're in Sinking Spring outside of Reading, uh, we accept Food donations Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. Um, if you're interested in actually hosting a drive and getting more donations, there's information for that on our website as well. Um, we have a whole manual of how to run a food drive successfully. So if you you know are interested in setting that up at your your kid's school or at your church or other whatever community group, we ha- we'll walk you through um, step by step how to do that. And that's a great way again to just get the word out and um, you know, let others in the community know all the things that we're doing. Um, and I'll, just to, to let all your listeners know, uh, you know, last year alone, um, we gave out 9.6 million pounds of food. Um, oh my gosh. Exactly, exactly. It's an overwhelming number. And that food was valued at $14.9 million. And just to give a little bit of comparison in 2019. Uh, before the pandemic before all this inflation we gave out 6.6 million dollars a pounds uh million pounds so we went from 6.6 to 9.6 um our biggest year was 2020 so we've gone back down a little bit from that but not not to where we were beforehand so that just that's where that need is so great and i think during the initial stages of the pandemic there was a lot of you know extra government money going around all that is Gone. Um, so our volunteers have really stepped up. Our retail partners have really stepped up. Um, people have, you know, stepped up in their donations because that that need is just so great. Um, this is just where where we are right now. Um, so it's you know it's it's changing times and we're adapting to it. And we're so grateful for all the support we've re- You know, we have received um, in adapting to this changing economy and and changing need in the community
0: yeah absolutely and thank you so much for appearing here today and we will make sure to include links for your website and Facebook page Um, and also maybe some more information about just food insecurity and hunger you know for people to learn
1: absolutely thanks so much for having me Cassandra this is a lot of fun great (laughs)
0: That's our episode for this week. New episodes will drop every Monday. Make sure to subscribe so you never miss out. Leave us a review and share to help other moms find us. Thanks for stopping by the Fireflies and Whoopie Pie podcast, the only podcast by South Central PA moms for South Central PA moms. Until next time.